cliffcentral.com On radio On radio More of the good stuff cliffcentral.com Welcome back to the good stuff Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself Brendan Q, the good things guy uh, So a whole bunch of stuff happening in South Africa and the world That we could harp on about um, If you watch the news, if you listen to the news bulletins Then you'll be getting all of that stuff where, uh, where it belongs Here at Cliff Central The shirt's a little bit funny on, on uh, the Facebook live feed um, Here at Cliff Central, we only bring you the good news It's the good stuff um, We don't concentrate on any of the other stuff that's happening in the news. Instead, we try and find really good news for you guys to tap into uh, and to speak about when you're at the dinner table or the water cooler and all of those things um, where good news can be shared, yo. So, what's coming up on this this week's show? No cuck, yeah? There are so many incredible things happening in South Africa and the world. So inspired, so proudly South African. So much of good news. We have a story about a Cape Tonian who maxed out all of her credit cards to get her colleague and her friend to Tanzania. A very sickly guy. He went to Tanzania um, to go basically pass away with his parents but but this Cape Tonian she maxed out her credit cards to get him there we're going to give you an update on that story um, as well as a bunch of students who are making money for varsity by cleaning garbage bins no joke that's what they're doing um, so we're going to bring you a, a story about that and we've also got quite a funny story about the JMPD catching really stupid robbers who went through a roadblock and tried to bribe them because that's how people roll and they got caught and uh, and that's how that went down and of course then we have an amazing interview with a South African woman who's going to extreme measures for charity the good stuff is Cliff Central's very own happy hour no bad news here instead we Dig deep to find the good news in every story uh, every week. So Kerry and I will kick off the show uh, with our regular catch-up, bringing you all of the good news stories. Plus, we'll bring you South Africa's only good news chart show. For real, we're the only good news chart show in um, the whole country, which is pretty cool. And today we also bring you our special feature that we're calling The Good Adventure. Proudly brought to you by Play Your Part, an, inif- an initiative of Brand South Africa. Sometimes getting involved in charity work could seem like an uphill battle. But for today's guest, it's not, what? It's not been a mountain too high to climb, is the way that we said it. Uh, listen up and hear how she got to the summit of Mount Everest for charity and is now taking on a 251 kilometer desert race for charity. Lee Denhont will be coming in at around 10.30. Listen up and get inspired. If you want to get involved with the conversation, you go to cliffcentral.com. Um, you can also tweet us, cliffcentral.com, Brendan DeCue. Call in on 0861 or you can WhatsApp 79 That's the end of the Facebook Live. Done. Kerry? Good morning. It's busy posting. Can you yes. hear the crazy noises coming from there? We're going to post that. I'm wearing the weirdest shirt today. Um, we're wearing similar clothing. Check it that. We should have phoned each other this morning. Well, we kind of do, don't we? We, we pre-plan it without <laughs> pre-planning it. How awesome. Oh, yeah. No, listen, I'm still recovering. It was my birthday. Yeah, your birthday week. Let's get it right. I could call it a birthday month, actually. Okay. It's been a bit extreme. Um, I'm glad that birthdays only come around once a year. Um, I think I'm not going to drink for the rest of the year. That's good. You're detoxing. Yeah, it's, you know, with friends like mine, who needs enemies? They really just, um, they were chugging tequila down my throat the whole weekend. But you know what? Go for it. At least you know they love you. 
How rad, how yes. rad. Um, one of our, one of Lots our. Lots of love. <laughs> one of our guests that we had on the show a couple of times, the motherland, uh, Sean from the motherland, the mm. lead singer. I was sitting at Four Ways Farmers Markets having a G&T, mm. great Sunday. Um, and he called me up on stage to sing. Oh yeah? Can you sing? No. Oh wow, that went So well, I've now, man. I've now realized that one of my 2017 birthday resolutions is to learn to sing. Okay. I'm going to go for singing lessons. Awesome. If anybody knows where I can go for singing lessons, please tweet me, Brent Lindeque. I need to find out. Uh, sort of in the four ways area would be great. Actually, there are quite a few. For real? Yes. I didn't even know that. There truly are. That's insane. Yes, right down the road from you, actually, in Bordacres. Okay, cool. Well, we'll go check that out afterwards. Yay for you. Yay for me. Happy birthday. But we're done with birthdays. No more. I can't, actually. Just can't. So, Kerry, um, something that's... That's bothering me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's bothering a lot of people. And I see it often on, on sort of social media and social platforms is, um, the rise of fake news. Have you seen it? It is shocking. So there's websites yes. that are dedicated to sharing fake news. And, and the whole basis of them is to create these headlines that are just like, what? And then you click. And when you click, they get paid. Yes. It's, it's called clickbait. So every time you click on the website, um, they, there's advertising and they physically get paid for you visiting their websites. It's shocking. And the headlines are crazy, man. There's, uh, there was one today, and I need to find it because um, it, it was that silly. But there was a headline today. Uh, let me see if I can go back. Yes, it was quite a long time ago. Scrolling, scrolling. We're scrolling, we're scrolling. I can't find it. I think it's terrible, though. It really, really is. It's it's shocking. So, I mean, they, they vary, right? They vary. They're all sorts of crazy. Um, the, the couple that I've seen is... People who bath more than once a week and drink more than one glass of water a day will face the law, says Minister of Water and Sanitation. Are you joking? Okay, if you believe that. But people do care. It's it's an honest, like, the, if you see what people are sharing on social media, they see these headlines and it upsets them. And then so, obviously the website looks quite legit as well. Totally, yes. totally. But um, I'm going to give you a couple of tips on how to figure out if a story is real or not. So yeah. while you're busy scrolling on your social media timeline, and I'll tell you why as well. Yes. So if you see something that, that is that crazy mm. and and you are breaking the news, then you're almost like... I know you're a you're a a newsbreaker. Yes. So that's why people share it because it's breaking news. But here's the reality, and here's some tips to figure out if news is fake or not. But I'd rather not be breaking fake news. Is that news anywhere else? Have you seen it anywhere else? Yes. That's one of the biggest things. So if okay. if you're the first person to see something that says you can only drink half a glass of water every day, otherwise you will be arrested. Um, look if it's anywhere else. Go to go to the news sites and have a look. And if you don't see it there, then it's most probably fake. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with fake. The next one is: Can it be found on Google? Mm. So if you literally take that that um, heading yes. and you punch it into Google, if you cannot find it. Most probably fake. I'm going to go with most probably fake. Does the name of the website have gossip in the title? Mm. Like Gossip Mzanzi or Gossip Africa? Gossip for sure. <laughs> it's most probably not real either because the gossip sides are almost probably not real. Um, does the title make you a little bit angry? Mm. I mean, think of the title. If you drink half a glass of water 
today. Okay, but that's ludicrous. So obviously it's going to make you angry. But that's that's what I'm saying, yes. right? So if it makes you angry, most probably not real either. Mm. Just saying. Just saying. Um, and then let me go back to that article so I don't lose this. The common elements of clickbaiting. So the first is establishing shots. An ordinary state creates normalcy. Unexpected events. Something incredibly suddenly happens. A cliffhanger. Where they leave you on a cliffhanger. Yes. That's also one. So, I mean, how do we, how do we stop it is the question. I actually saw one the other day. Uh, it was uh, click here to read the article. And I saw, or like the play, page to read the article. And then I saw that there were 250,000 likes for this particular article. But I didn't even, like I didn't like the article because I knew that if I liked it, I wouldn't be, there's no article there. 100%. So I've just found the headline that I saw this morning. Mm. It's a picture of our president holding a glass of champagne up. And it says, I have only taken brides as a politician, but not as a human de- being. And then you click on the article and there is no article. It's just that picture. Exactly. That was the one I saw as well. But there's no picture. Mm. So that's sort of how they do it, right? Hey, have you ever? Clever. Well, not Clever, really. but not so clever. So um, the way to stop it, and, and this is quite simple, is if you engage with a fake news site, if you engage with it in any way, if you mm. like it or if you get angry and if you reply going it's fake news, it gets picked up in the algorithms of Facebook, which means more people will see it. Yes. So the first part is not to engage, ever. Don't engage with the fake news. Mm. Secondly, don't share it. No. Like, check out not. those signs, try to figure out if it's real or not, and then don't share it. Mm. And the third, if you really want to be a newsbreaker, report them. Report the, report them to Facebook. There's yes, a little button that goes yes, report, yes. and you can report fake news now. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they investigate it, and if it's fake news, they'll remove those pages. Good. And we can literally weed out the fake news from social media. So we all need to do that. We all need to clean it up. All right, Oaks, let's work together. Eh? Let's clean it up. Clean let's, it up. Let's clean it up. Um, other things that are happening. Uh, they're starting to... Uh, to paint the Red Cross Children's Hospital. Yes, I know. I saw that the other day. I was so excited. How amazing. I know. It's so incredible. It's hey. beautiful. I love it. Yeah, so we brought you that story a little while yesterday ago. yesterday they started. Well, we didn't bring the story to you yesterday. No, I'm just saying. They started yesterday. They started yesterday with uh, with the painting of, of the Red Cross Children's yes. Hospital. We were part of it. We interviewed them. We've brought you the stories along the way of how they were working up towards repainting this children's hospital. They raised enough money to do it. So pretty epic that it's actually started yesterday. I think it's great. If I'm we, so excited. If we were down in Cape Town, we'd, bring you, be there. we'd bring you live streaming mm-hmm. from, from the hospital. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Well done, guys. Oi, oi, oi. I'm so excited to see what it's going to look like afterwards. I think they're going to do a great job. The hospital's been in need of a, of a yeah, man. It's um, it's tricky because it's it's public entity, so they don't really have money for that. And also, I mean, if there are children that, I mean, there's children there. It's children. You don't want them to be walking into something that looks like a big concrete block. No, not at and all. And this is going to be happy. Oh, wow. Very cool. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, I don't know if you saw the story yesterday about the thieves that got caught actually on Sunday for a robbery after trying to bribe the JMPD officers. Did you see that? Yes, I did. So these guys, they robbed an incredible connection in the most southern tip of Johannesburg mm-hmm. out there in Heidelberg. And they robbed the, the incredible connection, phones, laptops, all sorts of things, and put it all into their car. And as they were getting away, mm. they got caught in a roadblock. Roadblock. 
License, please. License, please. And and the oak, I don't know what sort of conversation went down, but um, he tried to bribe the police officer. Yes. And the police Fail. officer, the police officer was probably thought to himself, why are you trying to bribe me? I don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they decided to stop and search the car and they found all the stolen goods and all four guys got arrested. Good. Good job. Well hey. done, JMPD. JMPD. Again, rock. again. They're doing so well. No, it is. It's it's a good cleanup in in Johannesburg. There's a bunch of good things happening with, um, with the uh, the the police, the government, yes. all of that stuff. It's really just it's a different feeling, right? Our public guys. That's cool. There was um, a report this week that uh, the home affairs and licensing officers are going to be a little bit busy, and you might have to stand in long lines because they've actually suspended seventy staff members. Yes, from four different departments. Yeah. Four different licensing departments. Hashtag good news. Um, before we talk about more catching up stuff, I actually want to get in the good news. Okay. So every week, Kerry and I bring you uh, amazing news from around the world, of things that are happening, of good news. It is the only chart show in South Africa that focuses on good news. The only one. Well, we are the only one that focuses on good news. So Kerry, I think let's start at number five. South African comedian goes viral in Australia after having a bad day. So a South African comedian is going viral after posting a video from Australia explaining why he has had the worst experience at gym. Kevin Fraser, also known as Spin Doctor, started out performing around Durban in South Africa. So um, that's who he is. I watched this video and I was finished for myself because you will only understand it if you are South African. Well, a lot of our audience is South African. <laughs> yes, right? exactly. Um, but if, if he just went out like that in Australia, they would look at him like he is a nutcase. But um, that video, I was just, I was hosing myself because I could, I could also imagine him saying, Brent, Brent, lend a cue. <laughs> I was I mean, finished. <laughs> I mean, I can actually play a little bit. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's quite long, but this is sort of what it sounds like. I'm going to start it over. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. What? Go to the gym and cook gums, cook gums, cook gums. But you know what happened? <laughs> My phone obvious did not centralize. And I opened the playlist and there was nothing. It's like when I opened the fridge at the end of the month. Nothing. So what must I do? Yeah? There was absolutely nothing. I don't know what this the next thing. I'm looking for the music for days. For days. I can't find nothing. Blah. I can't find this... Give me my seatbelt, yes, so, so he's in I the car and the seatbelt's stuck and he can't get the seatbelt out. Just and give me my things. I don't know what to do, ma'am. Oh, Jesus. I'm reversing the wrong way now because I'm making... Man, it is, it's just hilarious. He's really, really, really funny. And that's the thing. Like, I don't usually, I don't usually laugh at comedians. But this one, I was finished for myself. And it actually, you know what? It brightened, it brightened my weekend and my Monday. So Kevin Fraser does all of these voices. He does like accents. And yes. I, if you, if you were listening to that, you would have sworn that you were listening to like, um, an African woman. Yes. But it's not. It's a guy and he's flipping famous in Australia. He's doing all these sold out shows. It's hilarious. His videos are getting millions of views. Um, and I'd never heard of him until mm. he did this. <laughs> I'd never heard of him. But you want to watch it over and over and over again because it's hilarious. Well, I've been watching all his other yes. stuff now. I've okay, like well, been, that's good. I've been picking up on who he is. Subscribe, it's, subscribe. It's, man, he's just hilarious. It really is. Just too funny. And it's fresh. 
It's fresh. It is fresh. Did you just say fresh? No, it's fresh. His stuff is fresh. I like it. All right, so I'm going to put that up online so that you guys can watch the actual video um, because it is that funny. Mm. It is that funny. (laughs) Kerry, let's go to number four. Students from Kailicha are cleaning dustbins to raise money for studies. Six young students from Kailicha have started a business of cleaning garbage bins to raise money for their university fees. They say something in this article as well, which I which I really um, they put it in a in a different kind of context. The rate of unemployment is too high here, so we had to come up with a plan. We also did not want to get involved in ill-disciplined behavior. I love the way they say that ill-disciplined behavior. It's really awesome. Anyway, so they've started this um, this bin cleaning company. It's called Bin to Bin Holdings, and uh, they are so busy now. How many of them? There are five. Five of them started this business. Six. So, so yeah, six of them. Here's the reality, right? Um, if you, for whatever reason, do not know and have not been part of the conversation, the the national conversation mm. with regards to um, fees must fall and and what students are it currently is expensive. Well, what students are currently going through mm. in South Africa, it's really tough. And um, and these kids, uh, I'm ge- I'm guessing and I'm going to assume because they're from Kailicha, um, there's not a lot of money there. No. Kailicha is an informal settlement in Cape Town. And, and for those of you that are privileged enough to get your garbage taken away and then someone like your, um, your garden service or your domestic to clean your dust. Yes. It's a different story, right? Mm. It's a different story. So these guys have taken something, an idea. Yeah. And they've literally turned it into a business. Mm. And it's funding all of their studies. It really is. And they say that they are, um, eco-friendly. And promoting hygiene. So, I mean, there's a whole big thing behind it. And it only costs the people 50 rand a month. But they started promoting themselves and going from house to house. And now they have this full-on business going. And they say they can fund their studies and pay for groceries and all sorts with their families. Man, that's cool. Flippin' cool. I love it when I when I see things like that of people just doing the good stuff. Um, Gary, what do we have at number three? Cape Tonian is doing everything she can to take a dying man home to his mother in Tanzania. So... I mean, before you get into the story mm. and you you explain, <clears throat> Natalie is actually um, an acquaintance of mine. I've met yes. her before. She is an unbelievable human being mm. who just does so much for other people continuously. It's it, it's who she is. Yes, it's who she is. And and I mean, you can take it away. Take it away with the story. Okay, so um, basically, this gentleman called Salem. He's had a um, Salim, maybe Salim. That sounds um, a little bit. Yeah. Salim from Kenya. Um, he's worked for her and with her for many years. And then he got sick. And um, he's basically like family to her. And apparently now the doctors have said that his uh, sickness has taken a turn for the worst. And he basically wants to get home to his family. And she's doing everything in her power to make sure that he gets to um, his family in Kimberley to see his kids before he flies back to Tanzania with her. She's going to take him there. She did, um, she did already. She did already. They're there. They're in. She's back already. Okay. So basically now she's obviously got all of these fees and things that she needs to pay for because she did it out of her own. So so it cost her about 30,000 rand. Yes. She, uh, she went from Cape Town to Kimberley, to Kimberley so that he could go say goodbye to his um, children. Okay. He's got three children. Uh, they had one last dinner together, which is really just incredibly sad. I was watching her Facebook. She then drove from Kimberley to Johannesburg, climbed on a flight from Johannesburg to Kenya, mm. um, and then from Kenya to 
Tanzania. And, um, and the, along the way, they had all these hiccups because they got a little bit lost on a sand road. And then, um, and then they landed up uh, being detained uh, in customs because he's a refugee um, in Border Patrol or Border Patrol in the, at the border because he's actually a refugee status. Mm. And refugee statuses don't really have passports. It's this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but Natalie eventually got him back home, back to Tanzania, where he will... Yes, I'm getting a little bit sad. I know. My he's he's not going to see his kids again. Um, he did contract HIV. His wife. It's a it's a really terrible story. You can see it all in the article. But the good news here, and the most beautiful thing to come out of the story, is that a Cape Townian who just took time, energy, and effort to do something better for another human being exactly. is is what the really the story is about. The crux well, he's of it. Like her family. 100%. And, um, and she maxed out her credit cards. It cost her over 30,000 rounds to, yes. to do this whole sort of ordeal. Mm. And in that time, we promoted the story because we wanted to get people, um, knowing about it. And she started off with like this crowdfunding page. Mm. And the crowdfunding page had, when, when we posted the story, it had about $30 on it. Wow. $30 of nice. people that had done it. It's now sitting on $1,535, which roughly translates to about 26,000 Rand. So we've That's got some way to go. A little, a little bit more. But the, oh man, Natalie, I take my hat off to you. You are just an inspiration. And, and what you did was so selfless. And, um, you know, it inspires everybody who's read the story to be a better person. And his last wish. She granted his last wish. Man, oh man. Now we're all crying. Mm. It's very sad. Um, we're going to put that story up online so that you can get involved and perhaps uh, donate if you can. You can find it all on Brent Lindicum, my Twitter. They're all going live up there as we're busy talking about them. Um, Kerry, I think we're on number two. Two. South African pre-team band already des- destined for big things. When you have talented, talented young people making music, it's something. But when they're all still in primary school, well, it's worth hearing. And what's more, they rock out as well. I am, I'm now a fan. You're a fan. I'm a fan of the skyscrapers. They're called the skyscrapers. Let me, yes. let me see if I can play, let me see if I can play a quick clip of, um, of one of their songs. I don't know what it's called. Confusion. Yes, is it confusion? Yes. This is the song. I don't like the beginning, but we'll no, go with it. Because it's like they, they're filming. It's a music video. And they're they're kids. new. They're kids. They're just doing their thing. I'm going to wait for her to actually start singing. Stop. Stop that. Here we go. Here we go. This is, this is them. Yes. This is, they're like young, right? They are in primary school. I think she's 10. Voice is insane. So we're actually going to put that story up online so that you can f- listen to the full song. But do you have more info on these kids? Yes, Dan. Um, he's he's on drums. Mila, who is the lead singer, and Leo, who is the um, uh, he's on keyboard and and. Uh, and piano. That's incredible. They are all trained and they basically, Mila writes all the songs, so she's a lyricist. And um, they all just come together and they make music. They really do. So she comes up with the lyrics. 
Um, Leo plays on the on the keyboard, and then they just bang it out on the drums. And they, I mean, they have their own. Um, they've got like a children's festival as well oh, that wow. they do, yeah, on a regular basis to find new talent. And I think this is amazing. They really are going to go places. This is they, it's beautiful. And you can find her on YouTube as well. Mila does a whole lot of stuff there too. She's quite cute. Really cool. We're going to put that up on Brendan Q. Kerry will retweet it. It'll be on Good Things Guy as well and Cliff Central as well. You can find all of those stories. We're heading into number one now. It's our number one story of the week. What do we have, Kerry? Homeless boy changes life of sickly woman. Power of social media used for good. A homeless boy has changed the course of destiny for himself and a sickly woman after his picture and story went viral, raising more than a million rand to help them both. So that all happened in December. Yeah. Yes. That, like the little boy. I can tell the story because I'm okay, just going, so that just all happened in no, December. No one okay. knows what's going on. So um, the little boy is actually a, um, he's a, he's homeless and he was begging at a robot and uh, he happened to come to the one car window and uh, there was this lady on, on like on oxygen in her car mm-hmm. and he asked her what all the machines were for and she basically told him that uh, they, to help her breathe and to keep her alive. So he got he got to the 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 uh, her car door. Yeah, that's her what, window. Oh wow! Um, because oh, he was begging for money. Got to the window and um, yeah, his uh, his name is John, and he lives in Nairobi, uh, Kenya. And that's basically she said to him that uh, these machines are all keeping her alive and help her to breathe. And that's when he burst into tears and realized that although he doesn't have much, he's a lo- he's better off than. Other people, and now I mean, the story's taken quite a quite a turn because it's. I mean, it went to social media. They raised. Well, there, there was someone else who was at the light taking a photo. Uh, yeah, taking and, and, photos. And he saw the whole ordeal, and mm. he was or he she. I don't know. I don't know who they were, but they saw what was going on, and they took photos of this little boy crying. Yes. And then it went all over social media, mm-hmm. and um, and people just went mad. At you know, they started a crowdfunding page. They raised over a million rand for yes. her. Eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand dollars. Um. So. So basically, um, um, Kamande was so moved by Tua's kindness that she took him off the street. Currently, the brave new friends are trying to get the little guy, uh, the little guy, back into the local school system. So he's off the streets, um, and he's living a completely different life. And and also. Uh, she's had all her operations and things. Exactly. And now she's basically taken him on as like she's his foster mother. Man alive. That's flipping amazing. What are the chances? It's beautiful. So we're going to put that up online so that you can uh, get in touch as well. Um, every week we bring you the top five good news stories. Why? Because it matters. Why? Because we should be balancing our knowledge of what we bring into our heads. And why? Because we can. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. You're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. Um, and we're just chatting about good news, inspirational stories. Every week we get to meet flippin' incredible South Africans. And I don't want to talk her up because she looks so modest and, and I can see it in her eyes. But I, I, I don't want to say your surname wrong either. I'm going to say Lee Denhont. Is that correct? I'm going to put you on. Lee Denhont. Welcome to the good stuff. Um, the amazing South African that summited Everest in 2013. That's one of my bucket list goals that I want to do. And we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that. I never knew that I wanted to do it until I did something for charity and it became a realization. You did it to raise money to build, um, something called, uh, where, where am I going? Field of Dreams Children's Center in Harder Pierce Dam. 
which I want to know about as well and figure out what that is and how we get involved. Um, Everest was completely self-funded, which I've heard is quite expensive too, to climb that little beast. Um, lots of things to talk about. Iron Man, comrades, your next adventure. Lee, welcome to the good stuff. Thank you so much, Brent. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Man, it's cool. I love meeting people that are just doing really cool stuff, um, for charity. And it's, you know, it's, it's cool to hear about these great things. Uh, you're officially the third woman. Who climbed Mount Everest from South Africa? That's correct. Um, sure. Your original, your, your original thinking behind it was you're going to go to base camp, and I, and I'm thinking maybe it's expensive, or what was the the idea? You were just thinking of going to base camp, and then you were like, "Hold on, I'm going to go all the way." That's correct. And and what, where did that come from to climb Mount Everest? Brent, I like to challenge myself. I do a lot of endurance events and uh, I wouldn't say I'm an adventurer, but now I'm an, an adventurer, which I'm really excited about. And um, in June 2012, I was thinking about base camp and then I thought, but why do base camp when you can go to the top of the world? And that was like a speedometer going up in my mind from zero to 180. And that led me to my decision to attempt to summit Mount Everest. And that I successfully did on the 19th of May 2013. I stood on top of the world. How How... Had you climbed any other mountains before that? I'd only done one mountain, which was 14 years ago, which is Kilimanjaro. Big difference. Kilimanjaro is four days up and it's two days down and Everest is two months on the mountain. Two months on the oh, mountain. Wow. I, I two years ago, a year ago, two years ago, I can't remember the year time. Year and a half, maybe. Year and a half, maybe. Mm. Um, a charity approached me and they said, would you like to climb Kilimanjaro for charity? And it was the first time in my life where I'd ever thought about climbing anything. I'd never... Mm-hmm. I'd never summited a mountain or, or whatever, um, but doing it, something but, something but, it was almost mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I want to do more. So yeah, I want to eventually get to Everest Good. and all those great Good. things. Two months on a mountain, what were some of the biggest challenges being on the mountain? Definitely the cold management. I believe sure. as South Africans, we don't really know cold. Even our winter days are magnificent. Temperatures mm-hmm. going up to 24, 25 degrees. My biggest challenge was the altitude and the cold management. My very first night at base camp, the temperatures dropped as low as minus 21 degrees. That was a big reality check for me. I, I can't even fathom minus yeah. 21. Yeah. There's, it's not, it doesn't even, mm-hmm. it doesn't work in my head. I needed to seriously develop something within me to get over the cold because I knew if I didn't get on top of my cold Mm. management, I'd need to leave Everest. The higher you go, the colder it gets. So I developed a personal mantra whereby every single morning I'd sit in my tent and I'd say to myself, Lee, manage the cold. Don't let the cold manage you. Lee, manage the cold. Don't let the cold manage you. And that's how I got on top of my cold management. That was one of my biggest challenges because also leading up to Everest, it's something you can't train for. Mm. So you only know how cold it's going to be once you're on that mountain and going to those heights in terms of the temperature and the challenges that come with it. The climbers on the mountain that didn't get on top of their cold management uh, were getting frostbite. And extreme frostbite means you're losing your fingers and your toes. And every single day off Everest, there were helicopter rescues of climbers being flown off the mountain that were suffering from frostbite. How big was your group that you went to? I was the only woman in a group of 22 men. Um, Out of the 22, we had a great support team, and then there were eight climbers, of which I was the only woman. Wow. Mm, Incredible men, people from all over the world, and they are my brothers in the world today. Very, very special. And it was just a complete group of strangers that met in Kathmandu, and together we were for two months, and great people, great friends, sharing a wonderful experience together. Was it difficult being away from your family mm. for those two two months? I know you just said that you made new family and it was these these brothers that you'd but being away from your family and friends in South Africa for that amount of time must have been tough as well. Definitely, because it also it's a very long period of time. It really You're is. You're in an environment which is completely foreign to you. It's ice cold. You're living on a glacier in a tent. No, with, no cell phones, no, no connectivity. No, no 
know, ablution facilities. Um, but when you committed to a goal, the timeline, you get perspective of it. I always knew, I always start things with the end in mind and I always knew I would get back on a plane from Kathmandu to return to Johannesburg. But two months is a long time. But what was so fantastic for me is being there on my own. I just could so feel the love and the support I had from South Africa and all these people and my family supporting me. As hard as what it was, it was also an incredible, incredible feeling, which I was, will be probably eternally grateful for. Probably quite an incredible spiritual experience. As yes. Well, yes. With yourself. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, you'd be spending, yes. I, I guess, while you're walking. And I, again, I could never even fathom the, mm. those sort of um, uh, conditions. conditions. But but when I was on Kili, and so, certainly at the top, mm. um, you're, you're alone. Even though you're with people, you're just sort of trudging along. You're in your head. Mm, uh, you're thinking about things. And, and your goal, one of the goals that you must have been thinking about was this charity. Mm. Absolutely. You know, when I made the decision to climb Everest, I, it was a crazy decision. I was sitting on the couch. It was Sunday in June 2012 and I'd made this decision I was going to attempt to summit Mount Everest I went to work on the Monday and this is crazy when you don't know how to do something you go onto Google mm. I went onto Google and I put one question and they're saying how do I climb Mount Everest and two things came to the fore for me is number one the number of time how long it would take being two months I do run my own business so for any sure. entrepreneur mm. to step out of your business for two months is a long time but then second of all Brent is that it would cost me my personal capacity 600,000 rand and I thought if I'm spending that kind of money on a personal adventure it would be very ego-driven to sit around a dinner table with my friends saying, you know what, guys, I made it to the top of the world. And it led me to make a decision to say, you know what, I'm attempting to go to the highest point in the world. Who in South Africa are the poorest of the poor? Who would need raising money, raising awareness? And a really good friend of mine said, you know what, Lee, there's a wonderful group of children out at the Hattabiasburg Dam. And I started to meet these children. It was November 2012. And Brent, I'll never forget the day I met a nine-year-old little boy and he was taking care of his five-year-old sister. And I said to Sylvia, the wonderful social worker I was with, I said, Sylvia, but who's taking care of these kids? And she looked at me and she said, Lee, whoever will be kind to them. And there and then I knew that I was going to attempt Mount Everest, but to do it for something bigger than me. And that was to raise money to eventually build a children's center for these children. And there's two and a half thousand children in this community. So, and that's where the journey began. The training with the kids, the kids signed the South African flag and, uh, they, I started training with them, the climbing walls. We took, uh, took them to the top of a mountain near the informal settlement where they live and which was so wonderful, summited Everest. And I'm telling you this all in a nutshell. And a year and a half later, we'd raised enough money. And on the 5th of December, 2015, we opened the doors to the Field of Dreams Children's Center. And that is all because of Everest. That is phenomenal. Yeah. It is phenomenal. It's a good story, right? It's a, it's it's a, a good, good story. It's a really good story. And the yes. fact, like, you, you said a couple of words there, and, I, and I'll go back. The one was ego driven. So you're mm-hmm. going to go do this. You're going to go spend this money all on yourself. Um, I don't, did you know that it would get the awareness that it did by you climbing Everest? Not at all. Not at all. It actually developed a life of its own. Carte Blanche were absolutely amazing. They supported me. They followed my climb. Wonderful from a publicity point of view. And that raised awareness. It helped me raise the money. I mean, Carte Blanche were just phenomenal. And um, very much due to them partnering with me, believing in me, and we raised the money to open the doors to the Field of Dreams Children's Center. So it was just amazing. And, and I had no idea until summiting the mountain and getting back the 
phenomenal support. And, uh, and that's why the journey continues. The center's up and running. It's full of children every single day. And uh, what, what, it's changing, impacting lives, which what is, is wonderful. What does the Field of, of Dreams Center actually do? What, what does it do for the kids? Right. It's a multi-purpose facility. Uh, it's a safe haven for children. Uh, literally 200 meters across the road is an informal settlement comprised of about 7,000 people, of which 2,500 are children. And a lot of the, many of the children are in the center every single day. They're fed twice a day. They're nurtured. There's educational uh, skills happening. Um, it's also a community center whereby we've got gardening projects. We've got sewing projects. Uh, we've got drug addiction programs happening. Oh. So it really is, it's a multi-purpose facility also acting as a community center, which is wonderful. It's built on a piece of land, which is over nine hectares. Mm. And it literally is over the road to where the children, where this community are positioned. It's perfect. Did you, growing up, uh, did you ever think that you'd be part of something so big? No, no, it, I didn't. I did. I think you, you step into your life, you live your life, you have wonderful opportunities, you get into sport, you do things. And then something triggers to say, well, you know, I've got a great opportunity to do these wonderful things, but why am I doing it? Mm. Why? What's the why? And if that why can impact lives and they can make a difference, then why not? Purpose. Why not? What's the purpose? Exactly. What's your purpose versus the challenge? Exactly. I absolutely love it. You've always been part of extreme things. You, mm. uh, you've done Iron Man. I've done five, yes. Oh, sorry. You've done five. Yes. Iron Man. <laughs> yes. Iron Men's. I don't know how to say it when it's Iron far plural. Iron mm. Man. Um, you've ran Comrades. Mm, once. Once. Uh, many years ago. So you, you do these sort of extreme things and now you've just found a purpose for doing them. Mm. To add a bit of value. Absolutely. As I, said, I think in the world, and especially in South Africa, we've got wonderful events. Our weather is amazing. And when you've got your health and you've got opportunities, there's no reason to say no. But if you can do it for a reason and a cause, um, and as I said, impact lives, it's just so, there's so many good reasons to do what you're doing. So we, we're planning something for April, apparently, which yes. we're going to talk about now. Yes. And it's going the polar extreme of cold. You are going to... Morocco. The Sahara oh, wow. Desert. The Sahara Desert yes. for 200 plus kilometers that you're going to yes. be. Would you run in the heat? Yes, so yes. You, you run. Yes. 251 kilometers over seven days. And um, I always knew after Everest, which was three and a half years ago, that the next adventure would find me. And it did. It, and I knew it would never be another mountain. When I left Everest, I left my tent, my boots, my kit. I left it to my Sherpa on the mountain, got back to South Africa. And three and a half years later, it was February last year, I was flying down to Peter Maritzburg to do an inspirational talk. And I was on the small aeroplane and I was going through the in-flight magazine. And there was a page whereby they were advertising books. And there's a book called Heat. H-E-A-T, written by the great explorer Renal Fiennes, whereby he recalls his story at the age of 81 years old. He does something that's known as the toughest foot race in the world called Marathon de Sable. It's a French event, and it's an ultra-marathon or ultra-distance event whereby you run a marathon per day over seven days, but on the fourth day you do over 90 kilometers. And he did that at 81, and I thought if he could do that, then I can do it. My big vision and my goal is to take that same beautiful South African flag signed by the children, which stood with me on top of the world at minus 34 degrees. My plan is on the 17th of April to carry that flag across the finish line in the Sahara Desert and the temperatures are said to be as high as up to 50 degrees. So it's two extremes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the polar yep. opposite. That's polar great. Opposite. Yes. How, how have you been training for that? I am tr- uh, attempting to do 100 kilometers per week. All right. But in December, I went to Namibia. I went to Namibia, whereby I ran in the desert. Their temperatures were as high as 42 degrees. Never experienced that. That was hard. Very, very hard. It, it must be tough yeah. because you've got the elements of the heat plus mm-hmm. the sand. It's, That's it. It's a different running yeah. experience. Your big challenge is you've got heat management and feet management. Those are the big challenges for Morocco. 
And uh, your training in Namibia, it obviously helped because you, you look ready to go now. Yes, <laughs> I'm not. Not yet. Not yet. No, but I will be. Um, I will be. And, and again, we're raising money for, for the center. And we're raising awareness. How, how do people get involved? What we're doing is because the center, the Field of Dreams Children's Center is now up and running mm. and it's, it's very, running very successfully. My vision with running the race in Morocco is to raise enough money to build a children's clinic. The community over the road do need medical support. Their closest clinic is 24 kilometers away. And, um, so what we're going to do is raise enough money to build a children's clinic and it'll be called the Field of Dreams Children, Children's Clinic. In terms of involvement, we do have a website with all the details for donations. It's www.field of dreams foundation.org.za we're going to put all of those up online so that people can get involved um your your passion and your drive is incredible i'm actually just feeling it in the studio no. it is unbelievable <laughs> what do Thanks, you do Brent. when you're not doing these extreme adventures and and sort of you said you run your own business what do you do i run an event management company i have for 17 years it's called blue platinum events and we are based in ravonia we do events all over south africa as well as outside of south africa i've got a very dynamic team very passionate about what i do and a great just a great blessing to be passionate about what you're doing loving what you're doing on a day basis and really great opportunity to be running my to be the captain of my ship which does allow me to go and do great events which takes me out of the office for a long period of time but when you've got a great team anything is possible it's just absolutely amazing do they do they follow the same mantra are they involved in the field of, field of dreams do they get involved as well your team they've been whenever we've had a special event they are 100% there where I felt the unbelievable support is when I stepped out of my business for two months when I was on Everest I realized to achieve that goal I couldn't be plugged into the day-to-day -day running of my business in Ravonia and my team led it so successfully. They won pitches, they presented credentials to clients that I'd never even thought about stepping into industries that we hadn't worked in. So they flew that flag and uh, got back to South Africa. The company was still running and yeah, very, very grateful for that. Well, we, we're going to put everything up online so people can hear your story, they can get Thank involved. You. I am blown away by your passion and um, and to take something like the community of Harder Piersburg Dam, you've assisted the kids in a small way possible that you can which is not small it's massive mm -hmm. and you have now you're, you're aiming towards the second goal to have a clinic there mm -hmm. it's just um, it's people like you that really do make a difference in South Africa and a, a lot of our time our government might not um, get to where they need to and they don't assist where they where they can but it's individuals like you who take it head on who are making the differences um, Thanks, in Brent. other people's lives it's, it's incredible to Thank meet you so much. inspirational South Africans like you got a couple of messages Lee you are beautiful inspiration to everyone who's blessed to know you living proof that each one of us can make a difference although few as fiercely determined and brave as yourself that's from Deborah Court um, we've also got one from Cheryl Abrahams wow Lee you are God's gift to the human race well done and may the Lord provide you with all the strength and determination to reach this goal making me emotional uh, well <laughs> I'm I'm just uh, in, in, it's incredible to have you on studio I, I, guys I cannot explain the passion this woman has I can feel it we're going to put all of this up online so that you can get involved as well and and Please get involved. This is a simple please, way for you to get involved. Um, this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. I'm in love with the shape of you. Jeepers, I, that interview, I'm literally um, a little bit speechless. What on earth just happened? <laughs> I feel like I've just been bowled over by something massive. I'm inspired. I'm, I, I, I. I am speechless. I sat there and I had tears in my eyes. I was just about to burst into tears as I usually do. But um, basically, Brent, from that interview, 
uh, I looked at her and I looked at my own life. I have these, like I've had these visions and flashbacks and, uh, basically what I've taken from that is that people really, really, really need to get off their butts and do something. There are people in South Africa that need us. They need our help. And I mean, she just decided one Sunday that she was going to climb Mount Everest. And now look what she's doing. So I, um, through all of that, it, it, it is incredibly inspirational to hear someone who's doing so much for our country. Um, Lee is one person. She's yeah. one human being. And, and through her actions, um, and it's great. Like she said, she had a great support system with carte blanche and all of those great things. But with her actions, she built a children's center that is looking after over two and a half thousand kids every day um, that are able to get fed and, and to learn life skills and to really just change their destiny um and on top of that she's she's doing it all again with this clinic which you, you, I, I am privileged and i grew up privileged mm. and and for me to meet someone so incredible who who's changing the lives of others i'm i'm she just sat here across from me and she was shining with this big smile on her face and i'm like okay i don't do enough so I think today we're going to walk away with hashtag get involved. Whatever you, whatever you're feeling right now, whatever that is, whatever you're thinking about, if you want to get involved and help change the world, you need to change one thing to change everything. That's basically what it comes down to. Get involved, action, do something because that makes all the difference. And a lot of people don't know how. And if you don't know how, Contact us and we'll show you how. Well, this is the thing. Kerry works with us every day, right? So she's busy with charities in all different um, holes. Yes. She's plugging holes wherever mm. she goes. And she really does work in that space. We've also got Huddle Up that come in exactly. once a month. They are so well connected in the charity space. We the the world of possibility of how you can get involved if you want All to get involved time. and Jim there are so many of us so just ask pop me a mail brent at yes. brentlindicue.com it is that easy i will put you in touch with thousands of different charities yes. that can help one of the ones that got sent to us this morning which we're actually driving today is called sneakers for change charity drive uh they called it souls of soweto yes souls of soweto do you know about them yes i do i actually heard them the other day on the radio and um, because they are part of um, Lead SA. Lead SA. And I only I got the last clip of it and I was like, no, I must I must find out who they are. Okay, so here it is. Uh, Siba Sisu and Mandla yes. were voted Lead SA's Youth Heroes for December 2016 for their charitable work collecting sneakers for children. Mm. Again, you might be sitting there going, huh, sneakers? Who needs those? Well, there's a lot of kids in the world that actually don't have. Um, they started the initiative in early 2015 and collected over 100 pairs of shoes for organizations such as Emmanuel Children's Home, mm. Um, I can't say this one, Skatistan SA and Twilight Children's Home as well. Growing up near a skate park and basketball courts and not having access to appropriate footwear is where their passion for change bloomed. Seeing how it impacted the children around them, preventing them from being able to partake in everyday activities mm. is when it really became a reality for the guys. So determined to help the children, they started collecting sneakers at events and distributing them to different charities. Sibu mm. Siswe and Mandla didn't expect the first collection at a sneaker appreciation event to do so well um, but it actually did and it made such a huge difference in people's lives Sibu uh, Cecil actually said seeing the sneaker culture and the industry we thought it's so big and has so much influence in our community why don't we use it to change the community and that's exactly what they did yes it's exactly what they did so um, the guys have now launched their first collection drive of 2017 which they've aptly named 
Souls of Soweto. And not souls as in S-O-U-L-S. No. Souls as in S-O-L-E-S. Souls of your feet. Souls of your feet. Souls of Soweto. The event is looking to collect enough shoes for all the children at the Barona Children's Care Center in Diepkloof. The center provides homework assistance and life skills training for children and youth, as well as supplying breakfast and lunch for wow. those in need. We've said it before, guys. Um, South Africa have a population of 21% of our population that don't eat every day. Yes. Out of that 21% of children that don't, uh, of South Africans that don't eat every day, 4.5 million are children, mm. are little kids that are not getting food every day. So it's, it's really just, um, Initiatives like this And even what Lee's doing That's really making a difference For South Africa and the world If you guys want to get involved If you have a pair of sneakers And you don't want them anymore Or you want to find out More about the event Please go visit Goodthingsguy.com The article is there It's the uh, it's the main article for, for today So you'll find it in the top banner And you can get all the information To actually get involved And what they said as well Is that when you've got shoes On your feet It changes your life Because it gives you The confidence In order to step forward I've never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Think about if you're going out on a night exactly. out and you put on a nice pair of shoes. That does give you that confidence. It really does. It makes and it if a you're little not, bit different. I mean, if you don't have shoes on your feet, I mean, how positive could you possibly be? Oy I vey. think it's amazing. And I think they, could, they don't only collect sneakers. I think they collect all shoes. Okay, so any shoes that you have, if you want to get involved, go visit goodthingsguy.com. We're also going to put that on cliffcentral.com yes. so you can get involved. You've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central, and we've spent the show chatting about a bunch of good stuff. Good news, inspirational stories, and our good adventure feature yes. with Lee, which was phenomenal. Wow. The good stuff is proudly brought to you by Brand South Africa. Play your part initiative. Brand South Africa, inspiring new ways. If you want to play your part and get involved or know someone who does, visit www.brandsouthafrica.com. That's www.brandsouthafrica.com for more info. It's that flipping easy. Um, every week I leave you with a little thing and this week is no different. Is it your favorite? Yes. Really? Yes. I dig is. deep for these, eh? Good. I dig deep for them. <laughs> so this week, no difference. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together, and the only way we'll get through this is together. What I am suggesting is that each of us turn from the negativism that per- permeates. How do you say that? Permits. Permits our society and look for the remarkable good among those with whom we associate. That we speak of one another's virtues more than we speak of one another's faults. That optimism replaces pessimism. That our faith exceeds our fears. Mm. The truth The ultimate truth is that cynics do not contribute, skeptics do not create, and doubters will never achieve. That is beautiful. Well. And it really does. I mean, it speaks of everything that we spoke of today. I think it all just sort of ties it together. Yes, it really does. Lee, you are an incredible inspiration. We are going to put your story up on uh, cliffcentral.com so that everybody can get involved and I'm looking forward to following your trip for when you are um, in Morocco uh, in I'd April I'd love to go see those kids as well well let's go to Hearties yes I think so we're going to plan to go to Hearties uh, that's the good stuff for this week don't forget to tune in next week where you can catch up with more good news South Africa's only good news charting show plus if you've missed any of the shows or if you just want a little bit of lots of inspiration yes a little bit of lots just backtrack just backtrack <laughs> go visit www.cliffcentral.com um, you can pick up all of our old podcasts there I say it every week I see stuff on social media that we spoke about a year ago um, the, more than that more than that two years ago 
just pops up. The good news uh, never, ever, ever gets old. Mm. So um, make sure to fill up your cup with good news. It doesn't all have to be bad and dreary. Mm. Uh, that's the good stuff for this week. Please have a terrific Tuesday. Cliffcentral.com.